everyone. This is Corinne Lafon, your favorite radio host, your only radio host and favorite girl, of course, <laughs> broadcasting to you from the lovely island of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean on Between the Lines. And you know how we do it here on Between the Lines. We're always grateful, or I like to say thankful, and I'm thankful for being here. Lots of challenges, people. Let me tell you, lots of challenges. You know I always start my show off being thankful, but it's not easy. And it's my mantra every day to just live in total gratitude and thankfulness. And whenever I feel, and I don't know why I feel compelled to say this because I, I don't normally, but I, I'm, I'm saying it, I, I guess there's somebody out there who is in need of hearing this. And this is how I feel today. And I just want to say, no matter what you're going through, don't give up. Look at all the things that, that you have going for you, life, breath, you're COVID-free most likely, or you've gotten over COVID, or whatever it may be, just be thankful. Because thinking in the other direction of lack, of want, is not going to attract the things that you want to come into your life. It is actually going to attract more of lack and more of the want more of the need and the desperation. So be thankful, live in a, in, a, in, a, in a place of gratitude for whatever you have, a good meal, a good drink, water, friends, love, just be grateful. I have with me today, Vivian. She just goes by the name of Vivian, clearly, but her full <laughs> name is Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> Shapira, I hope I said that correctly, but today we'll only call her Vivian, okay? <laughs> Vivian. Since, that is what, since that is what is showing up on the screen, Vivian. <laughs> and we're talking about a very sensitive topic today. I hope you have your tissues ready. I Probably this is why I started on that note, because anytime I'm talking to guests on my show about a topic like this, which is the loss of a child, can you heal from it? It's, it's a very sensitive topic for me. I haven't lost a child and I'm thankful, but I am very sensitive to it and I'm a mother. And I, I cannot say, I could say, I know how they feel coming from a mother's perspective, but I really don't know how they feel until I go through it. I think it's insensitive to say that. Um, that you know how somebody feels. Um, you just can't, the imagination can't, I, I, you know, and I've spoken to a number of guests on my show who have lost children and I've come down to tears. So I am actually asking God to keep me up today that I will not be bawling and crying here live. But if that happens, so be it. I know you guys are going to support me and I ask God to give Vivian strength mm -hmm. to also be able to hold up in this time because mm -hmm. no matter how long it has been yeah. or how soon it has happened, the hurt and the pain doesn't go away. And we want to understand from Vivian's experience how she has able to navigate the pain and the hurt to be able to, to heal that she's able to talk about it with me today and to help other parents or even other persons who have gone through a loss, how to cope and how to be able to heal. Let me tell you a bit about Vivian. 
So she's a pioneer in healing and a specialist in translating intuitive, energetic, and spiritual dynamics into practical help for body, mind, and spirit. She's trained in clinical psychology and the Alexander Technique, which I have no idea about, but she's going to share with us a hands-on method for retraining neuromuscular dynamics. She now works as a teacher, healer, and author, having established a private practice and two training schools, including Four Winds Academy a school for, and a school for healers. She has published several books and a comprehensive educational website. Crystal Healing Techniques is her website. We're going to be featuring that a little bit later in the episode. And just because of what we're talking today, we're going to pay respect to her son who died suddenly of ventricular fibrillation at the age of 26 in 2013. So it's not too long ago, people. Because of, she said, the nature of the show, she's going to be willing to talk and share how persons can, I will never use the word overcome, but be able to cope and, like I said before, navigate and to heal um, from a loss. Mm -hmm. So I want to officially welcome now Vivian to Between the Lines. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So Vivian. Yes. You're a mother. I'm a mother. Yes. What would you say to mothers? who have lost a child? You know, I would, I would point out what my son pointed out to me straight after he passed. Mm -hmm. He said to me, Mom, count up the people that you know, that you personally know, not that you know of, but the people you personally know who have lost a child. <clears throat> that came through about two, three days after he passed. He said those words to me. And so I did. I listened to him and I started to count. And when I reached 64, Whoa. without even trying, <laughs> the point was made. And I realized from that, he set my mind in motion. And I realized I have not been singled out for an yes. unusual experience. Yes. In fact, this is normal. And it's only since the 1950s. Mm -hmm. that we expect all ch our children to live. And it is just not the case. It is a fiction that our society has put forward, a fiction that all children will survive to old age. And it, it just isn't a truth, but it is a truth that uh, it is a, a screen that our society is putting out. And I think that that is harmful to those of us who have lost children because the most important job that we have as parents is to take care of our children and to protect them and to bring them up. And yeah. so in this moment when we lose a child, it is a sense of terrible failure that we hmm. experience. And that is, that is horrible to be experiencing right on top of everything else, the grief and the loss. To add to that this feeling of failure or and the feeling of being a victim. And those two feelings do not help with the healing process because we haven't failed and we are not victims. And that was a wonderful anchor for me. That was the beginning of me being able to process what had happened in a different way. So I was very glad when you began uh, this uh, podcast with um, you know what to, what to be grateful for. And I, I will say... 
It was the first place I went uh, after this horrible truth came upon us just like that in a moment that our son was dead. And I, I turned my mind to what I was grateful for. And I knew that I had now joined a club and didn't realize even how big the club is. It's a big, big club of parents who have lost children. And That's costly uh, membership. That's costly membership, Vivian. To join it, that is costly membership. I'm telling you. We don't want it. We don't want it. And we do anything not to be members of the club. Mm -hmm. But it is a club that sticks together. Oh, yeah. And, it is very, very important. And, and what I can say, you know, people don't know what to say to us and they all want to say, I can't imagine how it feels. Exactly. Even my doctor said, I can't imagine how you feel. And actually, that isn't the most helpful thing that you can say to someone. The most yeah. helpful thing is to do exactly what you committed to do at the beginning of this program. You said, this is hard for me. But I want to be with this because this is the way we want to be as human beings helping each other. The willingness to be with somebody in their worst moment when they are at their bottom of their barrel, the willingness to sit at the bottom of the barrel with someone. That's what we're looking for when we lose our child. Someone who will just hold space for us and be there and not treat us as a pariah or someone that they don't want to come near. I was worried after my son died. I thought, my clients, how can they even come and have sessions with me? Because I work as a healer. And they're going to know that I am in a wounded state. And, and how is this going to work? And I can't mm -hmm. tell you how actually extraordinary the dynamic was because it drew people towards me. I thought it was going to repel people, but it actually drew people towards me because they, this is the fear that every parent has. And they actually were drawing strength from the fact that I could still stand on my own two feet. Now, barely, I will add, <laughs> barely could I stand on my own two feet. Yeah. But I could. Yeah. And I could because it had happened to my parents. In 1990, in South Africa, in Cape Town, South Africa, my brother was murdered. And I had to watch my parents deal with the loss of their child. And I had to look at my mother and see that pain. Wow. And look at my father and see that pain. And I just, I, I learned so much from watching how they handled themselves. Because let me be clear, my parents were of amazing character, but they had very, very strange personalities. But they role modeled how to handle such an awful thing happening to them, like you can't believe. Firstly, my brother was the first gay boy in Cape Town to come out of the closet in his generation. And this way, I'm talking 19... I'm talking 1970 in Cape wow. Town, South Africa, and we're talking about a wow. capitalist society and all kinds of stuff. And my mother was the first mother who had to have this homosexual word and all the other words that go with <laughs> it. <laughs> and she had to step up to the plate as a mother. And yeah. her, what she said was, 
You love them the way they are. That's right. That's, That's what you do. You love them the way they are. So when my brother died, we were angry with him because he had put himself in harm's way. He had almost been murdered four times. Wow. The fifth time he died. Wow. <clears throat> and he, 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 it's pretty awful. He was actually stabbed with a bayonet in the head and it wow. went all the way through his brain and cut his brain in half. Pretty, pretty ghastly scenario. And this is my parents had to go get him and take him to the hospital, still alive, but in this condition. So I, I saw this horror in my own family. And then in 2013, there we were walking into a hospital in Louisville, Kentucky, because that's where Aiden was. He'd gone to an art exhibition. And there it was playing out for me too. But I had role models to draw on. And that is why we must share our story. We must share our experience. We must share that it's terribly painful. But look, here I am eight years later and I am beginning to be able to talk about it. And I'm beginning to be able to say even this. I didn't expect to heal. I thought it's a wound like an amputation that mm -hmm. cannot be healed. But you know what? It's happening. We yeah. are healing. We're healing. I, I can feel this big difference happening inside me. And I can see a big difference in my husband. And our family is healing. And it's partially time heals all wounds yeah. and partially the experience that love never dies yeah. you know that was the thing the, the first happy thought that i had after aiden passed was you know what my love for him is eternal and he yeah. is always my son and actually the thing i wished for was that our relationship would continue even though he was now on the other side of the veil. And you know what, Karine, it has. It absolutely has. And he has helped us. Uh, shall I tell you an astounding story? Of course. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> want to communicate with their loved ones that have crossed over. And um, I know some mediums and so on, but I, I also can hear. I, I have strong mental telepathy skills, and so I can hear him. And... Uh, 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 anyway, um, the one thing I do want to say to bereaved parents is to be careful about your health because when you have a trauma like this, your energy field is disrupted and illness and accidents and bad things can happen to you because in the same way as your immune system is overly stressed, so is yeah. your energetic system uh, in a parallel way. So my husband got really ill. Uh, firstly, his heart literally broke on hearing this news but and in addition to that he got a galloping case of prostate cancer in the year of 2013 which we discovered right at the end of the year so right at the end of 2013 neil discovered he had galloping prostate cancer and then in uh, january we were going to the tucson german mineral show because we are crystal healers and crystal dealers as well and so we, you know, while we were there, we had to deal with the fact that there was an upcoming surgery for the prostate cancer. But just before we went to Tucson, we went to see the specialist to check that the cancer had not reached Neil's bones. And so he went for a scan mm -hmm. and we had to go and get the results. And we went together and we went into the doctor's office and the news was good. 
And, you know, you know that, that, that was great. And we came out of the doctor's office having received this good news. And we looked down at our phones and Aiden's phone number, which we had disconnected, we closed <laughs> the phone, but from his phone number, 390-5554, I had received two phone calls. <laughs> and Neil, on his phone, from 390-5554, had received three phone calls. No message, but across the veil, Aiden had contacted us in this absolutely concrete way and let us know that he's watching over us and that he's helping us. I, I, there are many stories, but to me, that one is a prize winner. Three nine triple five four. No denying it. Both of I us. Wanna, I want to say something to you. When you started talking and sharing, you said something about feeling like a failure. I would have never thought that losing a child, a parent, would feel like they're a failure. But when I, as you continue talking, and I, as I ponder upon it, I believe. For me, what, what it says to me is that you feel as a parent, you haven't done enough to save your child because that's what you're supposed to do, protect them, make sure that they are safe from harm. So you feel that you didn't do enough. I could have done this, I could have done that. Which doctor I could have taken him to? What, what medicine? I, did, yeah, I didn't spend enough. I, I, <laughs> I could have given my own heart. I could have, you know, just to save. Another thing too, you spoke about the truths, the programming, I would want to call it, that, uh, that, is being, that we have been trained to believe. And one of the things, and I even heard it in a movie, where it is believed that the child, the parent, if anybody has to leave this, it has to be the parent first, not the child. It, it, it should be the parent. Logical, age-wise, chronological thinking dictates that I'm older than you, I am the parent, you are young, if anybody has to go, it should be the parent. The child is supposed to outlive the parent. But a lot of people are not thinking that way. Anybody could go at any time. And we don't know why they are being called, what, what in their being called is supposed to teach us. We have no control over this. And as you mentioned to me when you made contact with me, it is a topic that loss, grief is a topic a lot of people don't want to talk about because of the pain and the hurt and the fear. And, and also the, the way they will be perceived. Nobody wants to feel, oh, pity, That's oh, woe right. is me, or, or even separated, you know, mm -hmm. from quote unquote normal people who haven't lost a child. You don't want to be you don't want to be seen in the club. You don't want people to know you belong to that club. So, you know, you want people to treat you as every day. But then they too don't know how to approach you. So you have to also understand that what to say. They don't want to say anything to slip up or to trigger a thought or a memory. So instead of having to go through that, they just stay away or have limited contact or, or whatever. But we have to deal with loss and grief. And I also want to add, somebody doesn't have to physically die. To me, I'll tell you my perception of 
of death and grief, especially grief. Somebody doesn't have to physically die for you to have grief. Right. Somebody right. can separate from you. They, they can be estranged from you. And, and because of the love and the connection that you have had with this person, you go through a grief, especially parent-child is what I'm talking about. You have grown this child, you give birth, you know, you carry this child for nine months. And for your child to be not talking to you or having that relationship with you, yes. It, yes. it is a loss. Mm. It is a grief. You grieve. I don't know about fathers. I can't speak for them. But for mothers, there is something inside of you that it wants to eat you alive, Vivian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wants to eat you alive That's right. when you go through that grief. So I want people to understand grief and loss is not only attached to death, physical death. Corinne, you're so right. There are worse things than death. And that was the thing that I could absolutely turn to every time there are worse things than death i think about parents who they 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 have a baby and then they find the baby's handicapped yeah. in some way and yeah. they have to live with that a whole yeah. lifetime That's and right. that is the grief too you know that they, they there has to be so much adjustment but that's an a daily uh reminder. With, and yeah. it's the loss of a normal yeah. life and a normal trajectory to life mm -hmm. and a whole yeah. trauma in and of itself this is a loss and a yeah. grief too death is not the only thing mm -hmm. that causes us loss and grief and i yeah. want to say that one of the things that upset me when people would talk about it was they say this is the worst this is the worst thing when to lose a child is the worst thing i was like oh my goodness what is it like for aiden's girlfriend amy to lose her boyfriend what is it like for people to lose their spouses, yeah. their partners? These Everybody are terrible things. Right. And you cannot rank these losses. These no. are all terrible. And, yeah. and it depends on you and who that person was in your life. And there's yeah. no ranking these things. This is no. worse than that. This is more than that. And this fits no. in here. No, yes. no, 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 no. Yes, no. yes. But you said something a while ago about... A, a parent having a child that might be disabled or handicapped or whatever. I have come to accept the fact that children are born a particular way, come yes, through yes. this world to teach us a lesson. And I mentioned that I think earlier when I was talking, to teach us a lesson. We may start to say, but I'm healthy, my husband is healthy, we have other healthy children, whatever it is, what happened to this one, why this one, you know, and you feel embarrassed and all of that. But there is a reason. And these children sometimes are coming to, into your world to change it completely, which is what you said. You have to change a totally different lifestyle. Why? Because the lifestyle you had before was not probably the right one for you. The journey you were on were leading you somewhere else. And this child came to show you kindness, stillness, slowing down, appreciating the fine things in life. And the fine things mean stopping to say hello to the, to the man on the road who's selling the apples or, or, or opening a door for somebody or helping somebody. Just kindness and love because they, 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 they surely slow you down. They surely slow down your life 
to stop and smell the coffee and smell the roses. So mm -hmm. what's the lesson? I think what, what I want us to take away from this discussion is in the healing, the healing is coming from the lessons. I know it is hard. I know it is hard to deal with the loss. We know that. That's a fact. We can't control that. So what is within our control, Vivian? Well, I can I can report to you from a little baby who lost who, who lasted only 12 hours here on earth. And her name is Willow. And Willow is the granddaughter of one of my colleagues who, who trained with me and uh, and 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 is a colleague now. And Willow lasted only 12 hours. And Willow and, and Willow passed before Aiden passed. But I think it was the year before. And she she explained to me that sometimes a baby comes in for a very short time because they cannot heal. You know, when you cross over and you cross and you go to the other side of the veil, you still have to heal your energy body and your soul and your spirit needs to heal. And if there isn't enough love coming across the veil, that healing cannot happen. So these souls come into a very special family ah. so that they can, their spirit can come, incarnate, and go back across, and that family will send love the whole time, and their spirits and souls can continue to heal on the other side of the veil, but they weren't getting that love, and so they had to come back and incarnate very yeah. briefly. And that is what Willow explained to me. It's all about love. Ah. And the only love is real. Ah, Vivian, that we could we could sum up with that. It's all about love. Don't matter how much hate, anger, resentment you got going through. You have to you have to go. Well, for me, I go to God. For that extra strength because if you leave it up to me i would be on the ground i'm telling you i would be on the ground if you leave it up to me and my limited amount of whatever life force that i have so i have to go to a higher source to say give me that strength give me that strength yes to be able to hold up because i am still here and that's the thing a lot of people don't realize you are still here why are you still here there yes. is a reason why you yes. are still here yes. Yes. You are left behind and you are not to just throw up your hands, drop on the floor and just say, take me, take me now. You are still here. There is a Correct. reason. So you have to come back to that for, with whatever strength or support you need. I'm not saying don't bawl and cry, but you have to, if, if you succumb to that, you're going to be weak, weak, weak all the time. So you have to hold on to whatever strength, family support. At that point in time, I would think you probably even need to stop talking to some people because it, it is drawing away from you as opposed to giving you the strength. Yeah? So it's all about love. And this is what I say to people. It's all about love. No matter what you do, it's about love. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. I love the light behind you. I keep seeing it like a little rainbow behind your head. <laughs> I love it. You, you sleep with that. You sleep with that in the night. I find that is so good. Yes, our granddaughter loves it. She loves it. Our granddaughter named after Aiden. Her name is Adina. And, nice. Uh, 
because of I the multi-light, yes. <laughs> I, you know what it reminds me of? Yes, Northern Lights. Yes, Aurora Borealis, yeah. Yeah, I have never experienced that, but I've only seen it in the movies and it just looks so beautiful. And I'm like, is that somewhere real? Is that somewhere real? I would love to see that in real. It looks like the Northern Lights. That is just so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, and I remember staying in a room one day where they had, um, it was a child's room, but they had um, stars, little stars on the, on the ceiling yeah. with the moon yeah. and stuff. And when you take off the light, it, 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 it shows up so you feel like you're in a galaxy. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh my God. You know, no matter how old we are, I am just a child in, in this body. Don't, don't get mistaken, people. I am I'm a child at heart, in spirit, in everything, even though I'm in this adult body. And we are here for a reason, and we need to understand what our purpose is. And I'm so happy to have you on, Vivian. But I want to showcase your website so that we can get to know a little bit more about you. Let me see if I can do that here. I'm trying to share it now. Just give me a second. It doesn't want me to share. I don't know why. Here we go. It's taking a while to come up. Something is happening here. Let's see. There we go. This is moving a bit slow. Are you happen to, you happen to see that? Okay. There we go. Yes. I think you should be seeing it now. Yes, I can see it. Nice. So here we are. So learn crystal surgery. Oh my goodness, I've never heard of that. What are you doing to the woman on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> I am doing crystal surgery. Here's my textbook that I wrote. See? <laughs> I have never heard of that. It looks like a wand. You're working with with it is. <laughs> It is. It's a. It's a crystal. It's crystal wands. That's right. And it, this is a crystal healing modality that I am the founder of. Uh, Twenty-five years of research, and 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 that's what I wanted to say. Aiden came through. He was a wonderful artist, and he came through and helped me write the textbook, uh, the drawings. Wow. I wished for him. We were struggling. We had this insurmountable issue that we needed to to be able to draw what really is better suited to a video. And I just sat there, I just went, oh my goodness, I wish Aiden were here. And boom, he was here at my left shoulder. And he said, mom, what do you want to draw? And I told him, and he said, you draw it like this. And he dropped the image into my head. And then I wow. did it with pencil and showed it to the artist. And she did it on the computer. And we did that on the book. And I can show you uh, an example right here. Yeah. So you can see over there, those are the drawings Hold that Aiden helped me do. Right. Hold that right there. Let me showcase you there for a second. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Those are the diagrams. 
And it's, wow. pa it's pages, it's a whole chapter of diagrams like this that Aiden did the drawings, put them in my head, and then I did them with pencil and paper and the artist did them on the computer. And that, that was awesome. the answer to my wish that our relationship continue despite him being on the other side. Wow, this is awesome. I, I mean, you look like you're in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a citizen of the world <laughs> and the universe too. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. You know, I've heard of crystals, you know, people getting crystals in their home and, and, and what crystals are good for peace, stillness, abundance. Could you just share as we're closing off a bit about that? But if somebody oh, wants certainly. to attract, okay. if somebody so, wants to attract peace, stillness, ab more abundance, or even love, you know, they're they're well, the, the person that they're looking for. I don't know. Yes, well, people love rose quartz, and you can get uh, rose quartz in beautiful pillars and shapes. Um, I can I can just pick up a few crystals and talk. Okay. For abundance, you need uh, like a citrine, like this one. Mm -hmm. That's a, a double terminated citrine. So they call this the merchant stone. Okay. So I'll take it right up to the to the picture. Yeah, yeah. So that's an example. And then for um, for for a sense of love in the home, all the pink stones, but rose quartz can come in big masses. And I've got mm -hmm. a rose quartz. Let me just get this one. Um, that's like a rose quartz crystal, but yeah. you can get it carved. You can get rose quartz that's been carved into a heart nice. or a pillar and things like that. Nice. Um, Mangana calcite is very popular. That's also a pink stone. Oh, uh, it looks like a tennis ball. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's a, it's a little bit shiny. If I bring it out of the light, you might be able to see it. Yeah. It's, got, it's got like a target on it. And I, I, I love it when it's got those shapes. Yeah. I, I call that the active point. That's sort of an emanation of energy can mm -hmm. come out of there. And um, let's see here. I've got... These are very popular. This uh, this is a rose quartz heart, and nice. rose quartz. It's a it's a very nice pink stone, but the camera picks it up a little bit gray. But these yeah. hearts are absolutely amazing. But you you can get rose quartz carved into big, um, what they call a pillar, and you can use that in your home to attract peace and love. Rose quartz is a very peaceful, loving vibration. Uh, people love amethyst, and amethyst cluster yeah. is is a wonderful thing. I've heard of amethyst. And what if you want to, you know, like you find things are not moving for you in your life, especially now in this pandemic, all sorts of things are happening and you want to clear, just, just have a clearing of, of that, whatever may be blocking you. Um, the, be the best thing to do is actually do a clearing and I will explain how to do it. I just want to show off my beautiful landscape crystal that I got. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at that with everything inside it. So this is really a big energizing crystal for my home. And the, the green over here, that's yeah. chlorite. That's a very healing stone. So you can get a very decorative piece like this as yeah. well. Um, and what I'm going to do... Does it disappear or does it keep its shape forever? Does, when I say disappear, does it melt out, start to get smaller, does it? No, no, this is quartz oh. uh, with inclusions. It's It's been lapidated. This will be, 
it, it would have to be crushed in order to okay. disappear. So that's one of the things that's very strong about crystals is they do grow, but then they they don't die. Okay. Uh, they, it, 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 I mean, you get me talking about crystals. We're never going to stop this. Uh, this show. So <laughs> right. Explain something. So what you can do is you can get a crystal that's a laser wand and that's it's it's broader at the base and it tapers let me get one from my desk here yeah. um, so and that's to do the clearing like you know just, yeah, just to do the clearing so, yes. the, so that's so there's the crystal mm -hmm. um that's a it's a diamantina laser wand you see it's yeah. broader at the base and then it, it mm -hmm. tapers yes, to a point there yeah. and and you, what you want to do is go into the corners of your house and clear the corners by turning the crystal. Now you can use any quartz crystal. A laser wand is best. But you actually turn the, the – the, you actually do that in the corners of the room, both at the at where the ceiling is and down at the floor. And you okay. can do that in all the corners of the room and it will get the energy moving again. And this is what we do to people. We actually take the crystal and mm -hmm. we do that to the chakras, you see. And yeah. that's what gets the energy moving mm -hmm. in your body is when you get those the, the chakra to harmonize in that way and to become have a regular rhythm to it. And so you can do that in your home if you want to get the energy moving and you want to use crystals. So any quartz crystal will do. So like this or, or like this one. This mm -hmm. one is actually very interesting with that a little uh, extra crystal going through the top there. Yeah, I see. And, yeah, the very nice. So you can use any crystal. Look at this nice one over here. You got me started on crystals, Karine. <laughs> this is what has helped me, my clients, and so nice. on. Just feeling the love that comes through the crystals because, you know, we talked about it's all about love. Well, Melody, my crystal teacher, her book is called Love is in the Earth series. Mm -hmm. And, she, you know, the, the, she says the, the crystals are full of love and they are. And they respond to love. Look, this one's from South Africa. It's, a, it's an amethyst phantom. It's nice. It's from the brand Berg. And uh, it's very nice. And amethyst is a big favorite. And it will help energize a home. Yeah, and, and also people can put crystals next to their bed, and mm -hmm. then the, the, it's like the crystals talk in the night. You know, they, they, you know, there's a lot of information that can come through. I, I think I might be talking to the crystals. I don't know. Yes. Ago, there was a, a many years ago. Actually, we were still in South Africa. There was a show called Twin Peaks. And there was a woman who was carrying a log around like this in the show. So she had this log, and then she talked to the log, and I thought, what's hey, crazy there in America? So I came here to America from the immigrant here from South Africa. Next thing you know, I'm talking to crystals. Hello. <laughs> and worse, they're talking to me. <laughs> Hello. There is nothing I would have you know in this pandemic. If it's one thing that anybody should learn, there's no such thing as normal. Nothing <laughs> is normal. Okay? So when people no say normal. they want to go back, back to normal, I'm like, what are you talking about? Back to what? <laughs> that is, this is normal. That is normal. That is normal. There's no such thing as normal. Okay? 
If That's I feel the walk, I would be out, Vivian, and I would be shopping and I'd be talking to myself. I would stand up in the road and I'd be like, should I go across there? I, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I need to talk to myself and answer back. People say, if you talk to yourself, it's one thing. But when you answer back, that's a, no, I have to answer back. I have you to answer back. You must show respect to yourself. <laughs> oh, I talk to myself, but I, I don't talk out loud because my mother, my mother uh, talked to herself out loud. We used to sit outside the shower and listen to, she'd go through a litany of complaints and she'd go through everyone in the house. So we'd sit outside and listen to her complaint about us. So I don't talk to myself. Uh, out loud but i am always in a conversation with myself and it's what oh keeps God. me it keeps oh me God. centered it keeps me oh sane a process i tell myself when i'm being stubborn i tell myself oh when I'm, being, oh I'm stuck in my psychology um yeah. how i supported myself through through yeah. many different situations was by being very present That's to right. myself and if you need to talk to yourself to be present to yourself do it. It's fine. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do yeah. it. Exactly. Do it, people. Do it. There's no shame or embarrassment. Unlike Vivian, I talk out loud. I don't care. I talk out loud and I answer back to myself, Lord. I have that conversation. I don't yeah. care. That's yeah. what I need to do to, 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 to center, to, to let myself know, come on. You know the answer to this thing. Get with it. That's right. That's no, right. And it comes through when you do that, doesn't it? That's right. It does. That's right. And what's the best insight you had this week from talking to yourself? Oh, I had so many. I think I, I just allow certain things to happen. You know, I just allow and I realize I am I know I have my boundaries and I'm compromising on them. And I'm like, Corinne, you are tolerating crap. You know this. Yes, put, yes. Put an end to it. Put an yes. end to it. If it yeah. was somebody else that, that came to you with that story, what would you have said? Exactly, exactly. What would yes, you have said? <laughs> so, so from the time I, and from the time I, from the time I have that conversation with myself, I'm like, that's it, stop. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it will happen every now and again. But but the more you do it, is the more you realize it it it, it lessens the time, the learning curve in cutting the person off or cutting off the situation. It lessens, lessens, lessens. Yeah. That's right, because you bothered to listen to yourself. You see, that's talking right. to yourself is one thing, but listening to yourself, oh, that's it's a skill. It's a yeah. skill to learn to listen yeah. to yourself. And that's yeah. something I've tried to train myself into. If I get that thought, I'm going to like, well, are you going to listen? Or are you gonna... And the things that happen when you don't listen to yourself and the things that happen when you break your own rules, don't go there. Don't, don't go, go there. there. Don't go there. <laughs> That's for another topic. Don't go there. <laughs> Vivian, I want to thank you so much. We have thank gone you. way over time, but it has been an enjoyable time with you. Thank I you. am so happy that we did not cry during this episode. We were not, we did not have to pull out the tissue. We did not. We managed well. And I think the prayer that I did work, we by the grace of God, we were able to. Oh, you had yours handy. I'm ready. You had it handy. That's okay. It's good, but we didn't use it. We didn't we use it. We were supported, weren't we? We were we didn't supported. Use it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I said the prayer. Give us strength. Okay. That's and, and, right. and we're looking good at the end of it, aren't we? We're looking good. We're happy. We're happy. That's right. That's we're right. Feeling healed by our of conversation. Course. That's fantastic. And this, 
this is evidence to persons who will be listening or who are listening and they will realize you can be happy and smiling at the end of it. So yes, thank yes. you so much, Vivian, for sharing you. your story, for going into crystals, for sharing some crystals that people can use to get rid of the little woo-woo, juju, whatever, <laughs> okay, and to get going in their life. And it's all about love. Thank you so much, Vivian, for being thank on Between the Lines. It's been a pleasure. Bye now.